We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partner in crime this evening, Steve Goldstein. And it is here, the 2020 NFL schedule. The Los Angeles Rams schedule. The home opener. The primetime games. The East Coast trips. And I gotta say, Steve, it's not a, t- it's not a bad schedule at all, considering all the possibilities that could have been. 
could be a whole lot worse. We're used to some tough ones. What do you think? Yeah, it, it, yeah. I, looking at it, it, I agree. I don't. I don't think it is. It's it's that it, that bad. Other than at the the beginning of the schedule, where it gets a little rough in terms of uh, week two and week three, staying staying back east. But I think uh, against Philadelphia and against Buffalo, uh, both games are obviously winnable games. Uh, I think they'll probably end up staying back east at a at a hotel or some resort back east so they don't have to make the the trip back west in between but uh just looking at it it doesn't it doesn't seem seem bad at all now you never know from one year to the next how teams are gonna be you know so the whole wins and losses uh thing is is always fun but uh maybe not always uh not not always that accurate so depending on, on what happens but uh we're we're looking at uh, I think looking at a face value, looking at it on May seventh. I don't think think it looks at all that bad. You seem to kind of just you seem a little bit like profound because kind of going through it slowly. Like this is a kind of a is it just the way the schedule is built that's kind of got you more contemplative right now, or is it because it's. I mean, I'm used to seeing Ram schedules that are gauntlets. Like you are going to get destroyed. There were there were times this team had a fourth place schedule and took the field the next year playing the second most difficult schedule in the league. And you look at this schedule and think, hmm, it's got some moments in there, but yeah. it's well, not that bad. Yeah, they're playing a third place schedule, uh, whereas in the past couple years they've been playing a, a first place schedule, right? So. You wouldn't expect it to be at again at face value because it's really hard to tell how you know who's going to improve from one year to the next or who's going to get worse from one year to the next. So, but you know, looking at it as as we sit today, I don't think it, it's that bad. Uh, especially, you know, as I said, the the road games, uh, and if you looking if you're looking at the the most important games, obviously are within your own division. And I like the fact that we have a week nine bye, and then we play Seattle here at home on week 10. So we have two weeks for Sean McVay to go into his uh, laboratory and, you know, mix up some, uh, some, some great offensive plays for the, for the Seahawks coming in on November 15th. So I, I like that part. Uh, I also like the fact that we don't really have cold weather games. We're playing pretty much all of our East Coast games that are on the road in the early part of the schedule, early part of the year. So, you know, you're looking at September 20th, September 27th, Philly and Buffalo, and then you're looking at Washington October 11th. The weather should still be pretty pretty nice uh, in mid-October back in D.C., and then after that, you really don't have anything until maybe possibly Seattle week 16 on December 27th when it can get a little bit chilly up in Seattle. But nothing like it get, as you know, back east or, or, or the Midwest. So uh, I think from that standpoint, I, I really like the schedule. Well, let's, let's just real quick here. Take a quick glance down line by line. Okay. Even the preseason is out mm-hmm. to a degree. Preseason's got the Chargers yeah. week two for the preseason. The Saints week one, Denver mm-hmm. week three, 
the Las Vegas Raiders in week four. Okay. At Allegiant yeah. Stadium. But then the big one. You start the season, Dallas, and Dallas is loaded. Dallas is loaded. We know they are. Coming on for Sunday Night Football, opening SoFi. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's going to be that, rocking. If- yeah, that 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 that's a that's a crazy crazy game because that one was kind of predictable. I think because Jerry Jones was very instrumental uh, helping Stan Kroenke get to to LA, and I think that was probably promised to him th- three four years ago that he would be able to open up the new stadium. So, but you're right that that it's gonna it's gonna be rocking a Sunday night game. Uh, a lot of Dallas fans here in LA. So so we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see uh what it'll be interesting what the what the mix is uh and and of course we say all of this with the anticipation that we're all going to be able to go to the games in September and uh not have any any restrictions on that so we'll see about that. I mean the dynamic is going to be different. It will be it'll be completely different if the Rams can actually, you know, have fans in their games. We'll see what Newsom does with that. But let's break it down here real quick. Week 1, 5.20 p.m., primetime, Dallas, opening the season up there. And then the road trip, the road trip east. They go to Philadelphia for September 20th, a 10 a.m. Pacific time start. It's on Fox the next week at Buffalo. So, 10 a.m. as well. So, three games, three playoff contenders, three pretty good football teams. So, the Rams better have it straight early because that's that's an early gauntlet. Then things get easier. Week four, New York Giants at home. Week five, they go back east to Washington on October 11th. So three major road trips east early in the year, knocking them out. Okay. Week six, this is, since this is October 18th, another primetime game at San Francisco on NBC. That's week six. So two out. So only two home games to start the year out of the first six games. Week seven, home, Monday Night Football, Chicago. That's becoming a usual thing now. The Bears on prime time somewhere, you know, Monday or, or Sunday night. Week eight, at Miami. Miami should be improved. That's November 1st, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Week nine, the bye. And then week 10, a 125 time start, November 15th. They host the Seahawks. Week 11, back on the road, primetime, Monday Night Football at Tampa Bay. That one after last year's game, and then all the changes that Tampa Bay made this year, it's going to be, that's going to be a fun one, one way or the other. November 23rd. November 29th, Sunday night. Sunday, sorry. Home against 49ers. Week 13, at the Cardinals. 105 Pacific Time Start. Week 14, Thursday Night Football against the Patriots without Tom Brady. That's going to be interesting because the Rams finally get the revenge. Week 15, date to be determined. It will be either the 19th or 20th. Did I be that right? 19th or 20th? And that yep. is the Jets at home. And week 16 at Seattle. 105 start, and then week 17, they close the year out at home against the Cardinals. The schedule's front-loaded. That's obvious. The playoff contenders, as we would see them right now, they are the first three games, really, and then they're littered throughout the rest of the schedule. I 
I'll give you my initial thoughts, and I'll move to you here, Steve. I think it's a, a incredibly difficult schedule for three weeks. It's it's very possible the Rams start off zero and three, but yet I have them with a winning record for the year because the rest of the schedule they can keep it together is pre it's pre negotiable. And even these two these two road games, Philadelphia and Buffalo, shoot, I'd rather have them in September. In Washington in early October, than any of these games come December. So that's that's to the Rams' favor. I, I like that part. I like it a lot, actually. I like it a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's 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 a favorable schedule, and you do you too talk about the the first three games because it, it is going to be important. Always is important for every team to get off to a good start because you never want to dig yourself a hole where all of a sudden you don't have a margin of error for uh, the middle or the last part of the season in terms of wins and losses. But, you know, if, if I'm looking at those three games, Cowboys, Eagles, Bills, if you told me we were 2-1 and one after those three games, I would take that and, and run to the bank because uh, I agree. It's, it's, it's uh, especially being, you know, back east and, and having to uh, – to deal with whatever, whatever they're going to have to deal with back in, in terms of back east and the logistics of being of staying back east, and um, so, but I, I definitely think they'll they'll do the same thing as they've done with in the, with the previous London trips where they've had an East Coast game before the London trip, and then just flown directly to London. So I think it'll be the same same type of setup with just kind of staying back east. So. Uh, but if you get through those first three, you're right. I, I you know, the, uh, you look at the other games on the schedule. Um, you know, you come up. You have the eight, October 18th, week six against the 49ers in San Francisco on NBC on a uh, Monday on a Sunday night. So that's going to be a a, a a really interesting game. If if you look at the schedule in terms of our inner conference or inner division I should say games they only play one until week 10 and then from week 10 until the end of the season they're playing the five other games in which they play Seattle once they play Arizona twice and and the 49ers uh I'm sorry they, they play Seattle twice they play the 49ers once and they play Arizona twice so from week 10 until week 17 is is really crucial in the sense of, you know, all of a sudden they're going to have five, you know, divisional games, so that should be that should be an interesting stretch. And by then they should have their defense uh, ironed out with our new defensive coordinator. I would think they should have everything lined up. Uh, sorry, ironed out. But at that point, you're not having to worry about the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, Buffalo Bills of the world. You're worrying about a division that really hasn't played you yet. Like, you know, you get some early season film with the coaches you know. They don't know the Rams staff right now. They don't know what the Rams are going to be trying to do. And they they haven't really faced anything yet. So I like the fact that the division's backloaded for the Rams. I think it's to their advantage if they stay healthy. If not, it gets ugly real quick. But it's a, it's this is a schedule to me that... It, I'm saying they're gonna they could start zero and three, and I still have them with a winning record for the year. Yeah, it, it just it just well, works out well. 
for them. Yeah. There, there, there are some games that are, that are interesting that maybe you wish that they had they were playing uh, more towards the beginning of the year. If you look at the Tampa game, for instance, I think I'd rather face uh, Brady and and Gronk uh, while they're just getting used to their new teammates and their new coach and their their new offense uh, more towards the beginning of the season. And maybe they they won't they won't be so well well in tune but uh, they get them they get them week 11 so by week 11 they they should be uh, a pretty well oiled machine so i would have liked to seen that game uh, a little bit earlier uh i will take the patriots anytime because i think the patriots are not going to be the patriots uh, i think the patriots are at best a 500 team this year with uh, mr jared stidham a quarterback so uh that's that's going to be a, a fun game uh, at home here, a 5:20 uh, uh, game on NFL Network, or th- it's a Thursday night game actually, I believe. So uh, a Thursday night game here at home against the Patriots is going to be a lot of fun. The see, I disagree on Tampa Bay, and I I do because I could be wrong, but it seems to me that Tom Bray's worn down the last couple of years as the year goes on. You're playing mm-hmm. them late, and Gronkowski didn't play at all last season. I just see it as you're getting two guys who are beat up one by one because he's just older, and the other one because he's had back injuries. I kind of like the fact you're getting them later on in the year, not when they're yeah. fresh to start the year, even if it's on Monday Night Football. This is not Tampa Bay is not New England. I mean, Bruce Arians is a great coach. Can't stand the man. <laughs> Turned to how his talents, okay? But there's no denying he's a great coach. But he's not Bill Belichick, okay? And let's not forget, this is still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team that has had its moments in the sun, but as a franchise, has bought me a lot like the Rams in the last 30, 40 years. They've had their moments, and mm-hmm. they've fallen, fallen apart, too. It's a good roster. They've got talent. They've got people up front that can cause problems. The Rams found out last year. But in the meantime, you have an offensive line that's so questionable. You can have anything happen in the course of a season. I remember going back, if you think back to, it wasn't 2010. I want to say it was 2011. And that was the year after Bradford led the Rams to a 7-9 season. And everybody was all, okay, the Rams are building something here. And that first game of the year, the Rams get hit with like five injuries. Steven mm-hmm. Jackson gets hurt. I mean, the, the, just injury. It was in a deep team, and um, before you know, this is a two and fourteen team all over again. You, right. could, you just could not believe what you were seeing. But the talent level, there was talent there. It's weren't deep. It got hurt. I look at the schedule, and for the Rams, one, we're going to see about that depth this year, but two. Some of these teams that are coming up, like the Tampa Bays of the world, they have talent, but the depth is still a question mark, still building. They get some injuries late in the year. That high-expectation Tampa Bay team is going to be a flop. Look at Cleveland last year. Cleveland was expected to be something, at least 9-7, and seven, right? Some, we, we talked to Jeff Risden for Browns Wire. He had him at 12-4. and 12-4. <laughs> okay, yeah. but the, that roster itself was a twelve and four roster. But dynamics changed. Coaching in some places, age in other places, death in others. I, I just I I am not sold on 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being a major contender. And to me, the reason why is like I look back the last two, three years, we've had prediction shows on here, and we think that someone's going to be a contender, and they fall apart. Jacksonville a couple years ago, we thought they were going to be it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tampa Bay, you're right. Tampa Bay's definitely won the uh, the April-May uh, Super Bowl in terms of the off off season and just as you said as cleveland did last year so and we saw how that turned out i think tampa's probably a better team than cleveland was i mean cleveland had a lot of talent but they also had a lot of unknowns first and foremost their quarterback so nobody really knew what baker mayfield was going to do in his second year it was just a, a lot of guessing at that point but you know that being said uh, I mean, I think you make a great point, though, that these guys might be beaten up by week 11. And and who knows? Gronk might not be playing by week 11. But uh, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting twist to the schedule in terms of where do you want to play Tampa? Uh, would you rather play them early? Would you rather play them late? And I guess there's there's pros and cons, and, and there's good arguments on, on both sides. So... But it's also interesting that we get the the Bears again at home on prime time, just as we got them last year on prime time. So apparently, uh, it's the L.A. Chicago market is 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 pretty. You know, it's probably number two, number three in the country. So I guess that that makes a lot of sense. And then the other game I'm looking at is the Dolphins game. So we get the Dolphins in week eight, and is Tua going to be starting by week eight? Is he going to be starting at all this season? So that that'll be an interesting interesting game to see if uh, see if the Dolphins are, are rolling with their rookie quarterback from Alabama, or if they're going to go you know with the with the Harvard grad uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and 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 roll that way. But uh, that that'll be an interesting interesting uh, matchup if it is Tua. It really surprises me overall on the schedule though. The Seattle games, none of them are on prime time. The Bears-Rams game from last year was a stinker. And they're going to put this Bears-Rams game on Monday Night Football over one of the vaunted Seattle Rams matchups? Yeah. Well, I, it, might be the re, the re, it, might, it might be the return of Nick Foles for the Bears uh, coming back to L.A. Or coming back to the Rams, I should say, because he didn't play actually in L.A. They let him go before they came back. But, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be, it'll be interesting. Uh there are uh, there's there's some good matchups. There's some interesting matchups, I should say. Uh, amongst them, obviously, uh, the, the division the division games are going to be really interesting because Arizona is going to be a better team than they were last year. At least you assume they're going to be a better team than they were last year. And getting them in week 13 and then week 17, uh, they're they're going to be. You know, you would assume that they are going to be hitting on all cylinders at that point with with Kyler Murray. So those are going to be two two tough games this year. Uh, they, those guys are definitely not going to be uh, uh, games that you could automatically put a W by. I just look at the Seattle and Arizona games late in the year and think one of those is probably getting flexed. Those there's yeah games, some playoff implications there. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we hope. We hope. <laughs> we we hope they all have playoff implications uh, at the end. But I don't know. It's it's. Uh, we'll we'll see. 
there's always there's usually well they have the Jets as, as a TBD game which is which is kind of interesting I'm not sure why that is I don't know that I've ever seen uh, a schedule come out where it's TBD because usually well the four game was last flex year it. it will flex it. what's that the four Niners game was last year same thing. Oh, was they were going to put DVD? on okay. That's in the, that same weekend, basically. So I think they're waiting to see how things shake work out, out. and then if they finally settle them. And, and in the end, that was a smart decision because that was a great game that second time out between the Rams and Four Niners where they put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting if we can if we can get by those first. If we can go two on one, I, th- I think we're on our way. Because if if I don't know if you want to do this exercise, it's always a fun exercise, right? To go, oh, they're going to win, they're going to win, loss, loss, win, loss. Uh, but I think if if they get by those first three uh, at two on one, I think the rest of the season bodes pretty well for them because uh, they always match up well. Two. Yeah, honestly, I'd, t- I'd be happy with one too. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You don't even know if you're going to have fans in your first game at the stadium, right? You have new defensive coordinator, several new rookies you're breaking in, several guys coming back from injury. You don't know how anybody's going to fit on defense next year. At least we don't. They might. They might. We don't. Okay, so I'm looking at this thing, and we, we it, those are three teams right now that are pretty settled. The Eagles up, upgraded. The, the Bills upgraded. And of course, Dallas is loaded. So, yeah. if to me, if the, if the Rams can leave that one and two and and get that roster settled, I'll be okay with that. If they go zero and three, but, as long as they're healthy, yeah. they still have a shot. But you just you just made a, a great point um, that leads me to this. I think it's really good that you have two of your first three games on the road because if you don't have any fans in the stands there's no home field advantage except for the fact that your team has to fly out to the to to that stadium or to that city there really is no home field advantage without any fans so you won't have the eagles fans you won't have the bills fans and it'll be like a neutral stadium it it really will be it'll be like a neutral site except for the travel part of it so i think having Two out of the three of the uh, road games, as or two out of the three of the games being road games, I think that's actually an advantage. I actually like that. So because we don't know, and and obviously everything, everything, it's it's not just you know week fifteen that's TBD. The whole schedule is TBD at this point, right? So, uh, but I think if you're if they were looking at not having fans in the stands, uh, we 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 catch a break week two and week three. We do. I think a large portion of the schedule is a break, considering what could have been. Imagine if that if that had been flipped around, where you have the Redskins on the road, you have the Bills on the road, Philadelphia on the road in November, December. Yeah. I would. I mean, no. you get Tampa Bay on the road in November. Come on, man. You got to be freaking thrilled with that. Tough game, great weather. New England at home. The Jets at home. You're, you, you mentioned it before we even got on the air. Seattle on the road. We've been there, done that. Wore the T-shirt. If you were a Rams fan, how many times have they made late season runs up to Seattle? Come on, that's not scary to anybody. Week eight in Miami. They pretty much have no fear of a cold weather game this year. Yeah, 
And, and to be honest, they've played really well in Seattle these past five, six years. I mean, even even in the Jeff Fisher era, the the Rams always played pretty well in Seattle. They always, for whatever reason, match up pretty well for them. And um, so I don't know that we, you know, we would fear that game in, in any case. So, yeah, I, I think the, the schedule is is uh, pretty favorable and uh, I like it. I think uh, I think you're ready to rumble. But uh, it's, it's funny that the preseason games, which may or may not be played, the only road game it is is Vegas. And, and that's literally a four hour car ride from Los Angeles. So because they, they play the Saints and Broncos here and then they play the Chargers, obviously. So they don't really they're not really traveling at all. If they do play the preseason and the playing preseason games, they're not traveling at all in the preseason. So they, they, they save that bit of travel. It's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I am thrilled. If they if they can just stay healthy, if they can get time for the stars up front, the offensive line, which I mean, hopefully these guys are in the gym like crazy and they can't be in the gym, but their home gym like crazy working out because they need some power up front. But if they are at home getting ready, getting healthy, getting everything ready to go, this could be a good turnaround year for the Rams. And I wasn't thinking that way a few weeks ago. But I like the Rams draft. More and more I think about it, I like how the Rams draft panned out. I like the the schedule. It's favorable to them. There's no reason why the Rams can't bounce back this year. And if not this year be the bounce back year, they're setting the table for next year. So I like where this team's going. Maybe some don't, don't, don't agree. I remember all those stories late in the season last year where the Rams are effed. I think it was like Doug Farrar who wrote that. Or was it French Schwab? I don't know. One of those guys, I'm not sure which one it was, hammered the Rams. It was Jay Busby. I, I think they've... Turn the corner here as to what they're where they're going, where they're being, and the schedule here is conducive to a quick turnaround. Yeah, I, I don't know that they they've turned the corner because I don't know that they were ever around the corner. You, you got to remember again, if we had the CBA rules as we have this year, last year they're in the playoffs, so they would have been the seventh the seventh seed in the NFC. So I, I don't know that they ever got behind a, a corner, but well, you know that said, let me if, clarify. If, if you, what I mean by turn okay. corner is their salary cap position where they were, oh, where they were okay. kind of had themselves buried and had a little flexibility, and they made the flexibility. They created the flexibility, and now I like where they are lining up with with the books. I like where they're lining up with the schedule. I like how the roster panned out with the draft. So they turned around. They turned a corner with the roster conundrum they were in. And yeah. next off season, they'll be able to go out there and get free agents to letting people go. Yeah. Well, I think again they're going to rely on on a lot of their their rookie contracts that they they have, and they're going to rely on those guys playing key roles. And and you know, not obviously not just the guys that they drafted last year, you know, the the Taylor Raps of the world, but but the guys they drafted this year are going to play significant snaps and have a big part of the the team's success. So which you have to have again and we we've beaten this horse uh time and time again but we got you know we got those big contracts in, in key positions mainly the quarterback position and and then having 
you know Aaron Donald's contract. So you know you're going to have these these types types of issues. And I think with the with the young guys, the way they've drafted the last two years, and the, and the and the guys that they've drafted this year uh, are going to be key to their success over the next two to three years, and whether they get back to a Super Bowl. So. Um, you know, it, 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 but it, the whole thing does change with seven playoff teams because now if you look within the division, it's possible that the NFC West has three playoff teams, right? So uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting interesting mix of you know teams in, in terms of how they come out of the how they've come out of this off season. And how they have um, survived, I'll say, the the off season, and and how teams, um, which teams are more resilient than others. So it's going to be it'll be interesting coming out of quarantine as to who succeeds right away and who who's going to take more time to get up to speed and which teams. You know, which team's coaching staffs and, and management have done the best job in terms of getting their their teams prepared to play. And that's going to be a big part of it coming out of the gate, too. Like, you know, it, it, there are going to be teams that are going to be more prepared than others just because of where we are right now. And, and that'll be an interesting part of the schedule as well. I'm just... You know, my perspective has just been changing of late. The more and more we're stuck at home, the more and more where we are just kind of in limbo land here, the more I'm missing the everyday things of life. And I'm missing some Rams football. I'm missing some Angels baseball. I'm missing some Lakers basketball. I'm missing all those things right now. And just being able to talk about the Rams and look at, at the Rams and see the schedule works out fine. The roster's better than I thought it was going to be. They've got out of their salary cap hell. You know, the future's all right, and we need those things. We need we need our sports back, not because yeah. not because it's this this great, huge, most important thing of our lives, but because it represents. The normalcy we hope. all need right now. <laughs> hope it definitely, but it represent it represents hope. <laughs> Hope, so. uh, normalcy, and uh, a future. Actually, yeah, I would say. Well, the the NFL is definitely built in some some caveats, obviously, to to schedule or to all of the schedules because without all states being open and without all states being able to, you know, hold football games or whatever whatever games that they have where you're going to have crowds they are going to have to have everybody be open so you you're you're going to have it's possible that the first 3 weeks of the season let's say uh, hypothetically the first 3 weeks of the season let's say they determine they don't want to start until October 4th and September has basically been put onto the back end so maybe they do something like that, where now the Cowboys, Eagles, and Bills games are now week, you know, we'll call it week 18, 19, and 20, although it's still week, you know, it's still 14, 16, 15, 16, and 17. So that's a possibility, too. 
And in that case, that won't be very nice because then you'd get you'd have the Eagles and the Bills mm-hmm. back sometime in uh, in January. <laughs> so now that would push back the Super Bowl, which I don't think they have any plans on doing. I think the more the more logical choice would be just be the short the schedule. I, I don't know that they could possibly move the Super Bowl because of the logistics involved. Maybe they can, but you know, right now uh, they probably there, there are a lot of things. Yeah, there are a lot of things on the table uh, in terms of how you know they're going to um, accommodate all, all, all the teams. I think I think they'll be fine. I really do. I think everything's gonna be fine. And uh, honestly, I'm I'm being more optimistic than usual. I'm, usually, I'm like, did that be downer here? <laughs> I just yeah. I refuse to believe that we are going to have a pandemic keep us locked out of the same for a year yeah no i i to be honest i think it's a more likely scenario that they actually do play the games as scheduled but maybe the first two three weeks or depending on how it goes maybe the maybe there aren't any fans or there's a limited number of fans so let's say you know each season ticket holder is allowed to bring one other person with them. So even though you might have six season tickets, you're only allowed to use two of them, right? And so this would allow for social distancing, but it would also allow for fans to, you know, be in the stadium to make some type of noise. I I think that's probably the more likely scenario that the schedule does stay as, as is. And, but maybe, maybe with, you know, a limited amount of fans uh, initially. We'll see. I mean, there'll be it's California right now. It's looking like well, it's not, but it's not just California. It's, but, uh, it's, I, it's thirty. I, it's thirty-two cities because it's 32 cities, they're not. But, but Steve, they're not going to give anybody. But they're not going to give any team any competitive advantage. So they're not going to allow. Let's say, for instance, um, say Miami, for instance, they're not going to allow the Dolphins to have a full stadium if the Rams aren't allowed to have a full stadium. I mean, even though if they're not playing each other, it's not it's it's or I should use a better example, maybe Seattle. They're not going to allow Seattle to have a full stadium. And if the Rams aren't allowed to have a full stadium because it's a competitive disadvantage not to have a full stadium or not to be allowed to sell tickets to have a full stadium. Right. So I, I, I think it's, it's not, it's not just Los Angeles. It's not just California. I think it is. Listen, you're talking about a league that's in 32 different places. Okay. Even in California with the charges and Rams, you're still in different places in terms of how they house their team and so on and so forth. I'm looking at it like, the politics of each region matter, and I don't see the league sitting there bowing down to a state telling them how to run their sport either. So the politics in each place are different. I don't see, uh, for example, the governor of Ohio, if there were, there's not a game in Ohio this year, but the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, sitting there telling the Bengals and Browns they can't have people in their stadium in, in September if the cases are down. And he's been one of the more aggressive governors in this pandemic. But you already have Newsom saying, hey, listen, I don't expect anybody to stay in 20, until 2021. The, they're, they're different. They're, and this is not Republican-Democrat. This is just how they're running their state. It's just, it's just differently in the pandemic. And I don't see the NFL 
trying to tell one team in one state that they have to pay the price because some other team's governor is telling them they can't do something. I just well, well, that's that's I, complicated I, to me. That's very complicated. And I, I don't it, see it, the it, NFL bowing down on that. Well, Maybe it is wrong. complicated. Yeah, it is complicated. But I, I I don't think in any universe the NFL is going to tell local governments, state governments, that they're going to they're going to put on an event in their state without their approval. I, I really I'm don't. I don't think that. that what I'm saying I don't is, think that's going to happen. I don't see. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I don't see the NFL telling, say, um, Miami, telling whoever's oh, whoever owns the Dolphins. I don't remember anymore. Whoever Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross, yeah. Okay, so telling Stephen Ross, well, hey, the Rams couldn't have fans in their stadium, so you can't have fans in yours for their for this game. I don't see them doing that. I don't see them may, making I mean, may, dolphins pay yeah. dolphin fans pay the price for Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. This isn't about okay. the NFL dictating right. to a governor. I'm telling that I right. don't see the NFL dictating to another owner of another franchise what the rules of a governor from another state right. do. And I do see, right. say, DeSanctus in Florida getting involved if the NFL does try to force the Dolphins to do that. Yeah. No, I I I, uh, I misunderstood your point. Yes, yeah, um, that is going to be an interesting thing, though, because you know, does that create a competitive? Again, I'll say I have the same term: competitive disadvantage. Does that create a, an issue? You know, wh- why can Seattle fill their their stadium, but the Rams can only fill it halfway? Like, does is is that fair? I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I know the answer to it, but I'm just. Put it, bringing it up because I think it's something the NFL is going to have to look at. I think they will definitely look at it, and I don't see there being an easy solution to this. Every state is running things differently. Some states are more strict than others. Some cities within states are more strict than others. Right. And again, when you have it's it's, I guess I'm harsher on Newsom right now because I just. Do not like any politician saying, don't expect anything here until 2021. This thing changes so fast. Yeah. Well, actually, Newsom Newsom really didn't say it. Garcetti said something about two, three, about three weeks ago now. Eric Garcetti is the mayor of Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And he said something about he does not see a situation where – you're going to have 70,000. He wasn't just talking about sports. He was talking about concerts as well, where you're going to see a situation where you have 70,000 people packed into an arena or into a stadium um, at this point in 2020. And that that was his comment. So which, you know, it that that may be or may may not be the, the, the thing. I mean, obviously, with this pandemic, things change every day. So I don't know that you can say what's going to happen in October, November, December. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, it's so funny how these things like the NFL draft and the schedule release makes. I mean, ESPN right now is running a three hour special on the schedule release, which 
I find it so funny because you already knew who what teams you were playing. You just didn't know when and uh, yeah. basically when you knew you knew where you were playing. You knew that you were playing Tampa on the road. You just didn't know when. And so the only drama in it was what time in the season and when was your bye week going to be. So that it's pretty funny that that now has become a three hour production. Uh, broadcasting on not only ESPN but obviously NFL Network, so it obviously states uh, or goes to the uh, point that we're starved for sports or anything that resembles sports. I mean, entertainment. You gotta find something. <laughs> you gotta find something. All right, folks. So this there goes yeah. our special schedule edition. I, I'm I'm actually pretty excited. I know the last episode I was kind of down on the Rams a little bit for other reasons, but it was nice to get in there and see things kind of pan out in the Rams here for schedule. I like the roster heading out and overall it's looking mighty, mighty good. Well, you can find us folks on Twitter at talk Rams. You can find me on Twitter. At DC punk finds Steve at Rams capital R capital H for home home 16. Don't forget Apple music, Stitcher, Art Radio, Andrew, all those places. Don't forget we were sponsored by Jim Hawk. He's got a, a revision, a, basically a newer version of his book coming out too. It talks more about Father. You got to check that out. And all things said, Steve, any closing thoughts for us? No, just uh, stay safe, and we're uh, we're we're, get, we're getting through this. I, I I can see some light at the end of the tunnel, so I'm being very optimistic, and uh, I think we're gonna. We're going to do this, and we're going to enjoy some football come September, which I'm very excited about. Yep. It's coming soon, sooner than you think. And in the meantime, we're out of here. Take it easy. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.